What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. That's right, the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there uh, with his baby. How we doing today, Casino? Doing great. Doing great. You know, people don't need to know about everything that we talked about just before we started this podcast. So I'm doing great. uh i mean just fun stuff as it always is uh uh this is the (laughs) oh sorry this is the last weekend or technically next weekend we won't i mean we'll obviously talk about the games that happened this weekend but then the weekend after that there'll be nothing because that'll be the week where there's no football and we just have to wait till the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, so how are you feeling about the games, Casino? On the last podcast, we made it known that your picks were the Ravens and Lions. Mine were the Chiefs Niners because I truly believe we can't have nice things. Uh, has your opinion or anything changed on these two games? No. No, no, no. I mean, I get, I understand your take, and it's a very good take about how the Niners match up well against the Lions. I get that take. I, I understand it; makes perfect sense. Um, but I still like the Lions. I want the Lions. I'm not going to back down on my Super Bowl pick now. Ain't ain't going to happen. Um, but I still don't know how you're choosing the Chiefs over Lamar Jackson, man. I just because I we don't can't know. have nice things. That is what I'm saying, Casino. Uh, You're not but... nice. You're not a nice thing. <laughs> I agree. Uh, like, without you, you just lied to his face. You said he's a very handsome baby, and now you're <laughs> oh, telling I thought him you were... that he's not. No, I I'm looking you were down at... to me. No, oh. I was looking down at my son. Oh, I thought you I were made you said we can't him. have nice things. Ugh, I think he's pretty nice. No, he just spit up uh... again. <laughs> that's very nice uh but without further ado, ado let's uh dive into the we need an ado shirt we need a segu shirt i mean yeah. mispronouncing words is funny uh but uh, i got uh one of my one of our listeners uh he hit me up and he was like i want a segu shirt <laughs> <laughs> i'll wear it i mean today you haven't commented on my shirt these are flamingos i'm not looking at it right now i'm honestly looking at all the other things from i can't t- i can't tell what those are from here they're like, flamingos. Nice. They that just look like little pink dots. I just thought you were yeah. wearing a polka dot shirt. No. Uh, I was usual, going I'm through... wearing night shit because that's yeah. just half my I was literally. <laughs> so Casino and I, uh, we work, but we're also house husbands. And we're yes, always we cleaning are. the house and doing laundry and, and said, doing shit like that. that today. And I know <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get talked to by the wife if she comes home. <laughs> but. I always do the laundry. I'm a laundry fiend, Same. right? It's a Same. yeah, it's a stress reliever. I'm caught up. I'm all caught up. So I was literally did all my laundry yesterday, and I was going to wear the green shirt that I wore for our last episode on this podcast because it was on top of the pile of clothes I just finished that and folded. And then I was like. No, that would be like the ninth podcast in a row where I've worn the same shirt. I've cleaned it, but I've worn the same shirt on back-to-back episodes see, we're without just on even top noticing. Of, we're, we're on, but see, it, it goes throughout days. Like, you know, we're not recording the next day. 
Well, you but know? that's what I'm saying. It would just look weird if I wore the exact no. same shirt I what did. What are you four talking days about? Are you, are you, is this a way of telling me I need to stop wearing night stuff or I need to stop wearing uh, my Lady and the Tramp sweater? No, I'm saying if you wore the Lady and the Tramp. Right now. <laughs> I can go put that on right now. It's clean. I'm, it's, it's hung up. I'm saying if you wore the Lady and the Tramp sweater for like four podcast episodes in a row, even though we record them over the span of two weeks, I feel like it'd be weird and noticeable. So to avoid that, I was going through my closet and I was like, what is a shirt I have in here that I know for a fact I have not worn on the podcast? I came across Flamingos and I was like, it's a special occasion, uh, NFC and AFC championship weekend. I got to put on the Flamingo shirt. So, and also, this isn't showing my bias towards any of these teams because there's not an NFL team who's the insert city name Flamingos, which there should be. The Flamingos. So there's probably like a minor league team for that, you know. I was thinking baseball. There's got to be a Flamingos baseball team. Well, I mean, yeah, dude, there's, and even even in hockey, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of really good, just like silly minor league team names, and it's fantastic. Minor minor leagues are strictly for entertainment. Um, they're 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 not meant to develop players. They're there for you know strictly entertainment. I guarantee you, that's all it is. Uh, so I looked it up. There is a amateur baseball team called it in Florence, <laughs> South Carolina, called the Florence Flamingos. I do is, like that. That is pretty. I'll tell you what. That is a. Oh, there's a somebody. I again, I'm just googling this uh, on the air. Somebody said the Las Vegas uh, basketball team that is going to be expanded into the NBA any day now uh, should be called the Las Vegas Flamingos with this logo. Shout out to that guy. I kind of like it. I kind of like that. Well, I mean, it goes on like par it. with uh, the Nightstone, the Flamingo, onto the on the ice after a victory. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking up uh, the best base. Uh, it's the best uh, 15 names for, we're, we're going off a side tangent here because you know what? <laughs> we don't do this enough, so we're going to do it. Um, I just typed in uh, 15 best minor league baseball team names ranked. So in 15, we have the Toledo mud hens. Meh. Man, uh, that's, that's, not... that's fine. I mean, um, we have the, uh, Belot Sky, uh, Wisconsin Belot, or I don't know, uh, the Belot Sky Carp. Okay, Sky Carp, sure, sure. All right, let me. I gotta move this down. None of these are as good as that flamingo holding a baseball in his mouth. Um, the El Paso Chihuahuas. Now, I like. I don't know. Fort Myers Mighty Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. (laughs) I like that one. That's a good one. Um, the Montgomery Biscuits. Oh, that's great. Oh I'm my gonna gosh. Get a- oh, oh my gosh, you have to look up Montgomery Biscuits right now. Their, <laughs> their, their mascot is literally a biscuit with a piece of butter for his tongue <laughs> as, as it's opening up. That is solid. Oh my gosh. We have the oh, man. Um, Montgomery the Biscuits. The Montgomery Biscuits might be my new favorite team name out of anything and everything. Um <laughs> Harford Dude, we gotta. Goes. Speaking of shirts, we gotta get our Montgomery biscuit shirts and wear them on the podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, Lansing lug nuts. Eh. 
Uh, Sugarland mm. Space Cowboys. No, that sounds. I kind of like that. Space Cowboys. Uh, Jacksonville Dumbo oh. Shrimp. <laughs> that's great. Albuquerque Isotopes. Oh, that's from uh, Simpsons. The Isotopes. It looks like it, actually. Yeah. So uh, the Akron Rubber Ducks. Okay. Right. I like the Akron Rubber Ducks. Uh, the Biddingham <laughs> Rumble Ponies. Okay. <laughs> The Rumble Ponies. Um, the Amarillo Sod Poodles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell okay. you what. And I number, didn't know. And here's the number one. The Rock in Alabama. This is Madison, Alabama. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. No, I mean, that's just raccoons. I still yeah. like the Mighty Muscles. Or, or not the Mighty Muscles, the, the uh, Biscuits. Dude, biscuits. I'll tell you what. That's a good uh, one. You know that... You know that meme online where it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't respect your game, right? Like that whole thing where yeah. somebody pulls up and you didn't you didn't know they had this kind of swagger. I didn't know when I looked this the up Mon- that the Montgomery Biscuits shirt went this hard. Mas- their mascots are Big Mo, an orange, an orange beast that loves biscuits, and Monty, and... Uh, and anthropomorphized butter buttermilk biscuit the butter and blue that's their their name is the butter and blue beat the trash pandas last night we'll get them later <laughs> dude Jesus i Christ. i my whole they have a marvel defenders of the diamond logo that is um this Montgomery Biscuits. That's a fantastic name. Montgomery Biscuits. I mean, my whole wardrobe for this podcast might just be Montgomery uh, Biscuit swag because all these shirts and designs, I'm looking at them. <sighs> I love it. It's all right. I, this is what more wow. of this podcast needs. That's great. Um, <laughs> look at this. Look at how look at how nice that is biscuits dude that is so <laughs> man dude a powder blue biscuits jersey is what that is called that i just showed you jesus <laughs> i want to wear that that you know what the official sports team of this podcast right. is the montgomery biscuits that we will i will do anything to have this podcast sponsor them because oh man <laughs> I don't know even what this is. The official Gump jersey. Even this looks good. What are we doing here? Who's ever know. making their apparel is just. I'm gonna start wearing it. Did you show? Us... I, I, I had looked away. Did you show the the biscuit mascot? Yes, I showed the biscuit mascot. I showed their their shirts. I mean, this. What is... about the orange? What can you find the orange creature that eats the biscuits? I think that was the thing that was the Marvel one, right? I or is that uh uh the guy who took over Thor's hammer? Uh, so look up uh look up Big Mo Montgomery Brisket. Big Mo is his name. <laughs> Big Mo. Big Mo. Big Mo Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll is... get back to our regular schedule broadcast here <laughs> yeah. in a minute, but. Oh, I think, I think that might have been. He's, he's going to look like gritty. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I mean, for audio, is that, is this has like, to be. 
this has to be terrible. But for the video, I'm showing you everything we're talking about. So if you want to uh, see this, watch the video. But it's yeah, big we'll mo all the information. Big big mo from the Montgomery Biscuits. There's there's big mo with big mo, or that's his wife. I don't know, but big, big Monique. <laughs> I mean. This is the Montgomery Biscuits are a minor league baseball team based in Montgomery, Alabama. They are the double A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays and play in the Southern League. The team was founded in Orlando, Florida in 1973. So they've been, I mean. Who's their affiliate? Uh, right now it's the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm a Rays fan. I'm, I'm now a Rays fan. Fuck the Red Sox. <laughs> I'm a Rays fan. <laughs> I mean, how uh, is Montgomery Biscuits? How are they not? That's the number. That's the number one best sports name, sports logo, sports franchise, and sports history is basically what I'm telling you, Casino. Because all their attire, it just looks so good. I'm, I'm looking at all the other places, like all the other team names that made this list. Um, like they're. None of them have as cool as look now. All right. Anyway, so back to the <laughs> NFL. That was a little sidebar that I love I it. Mean, we need to do more of that, especially during the right. offseason of football. We need this to just all I want to do. This is all I want to do for this podcast is just talk about the minor, minor league affiliate swag. All right. <laughs> we, we can really roll into that later. I mean, you'll you'll be impressed with some of the minor league hockey ones, dude. They're pretty good, too. Man, I mean, I yeah. I'm buying some shirts. I'm buying some Montgomery biscuit shirts. Uh, when's your birthday, Casino? Because I know, you know when my you. birthday is. I don't know when your birthday is. I'll be honest. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no. Yes, it is April. Nice. It cool. is April. Cool, cool. Uh, but all right, Casino. Let's now we can segue into what we're actually here to talk about. The Montgomery Biscuits. <laughs> we're actually here to talk about, which is the NFL or the NFC and AFC championship games casino. Uh, let's talk first about the Sunday. Thank God both these games are on Sunday. And the first one is at noon West Coast time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. The 11 and 6 Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the 13 and 4 Baltimore Ravens. Uh, going into this game for just the regular season numbers, Kansas City top nine in offense, Ravens top six. Ravens top six in defense, Chiefs second. Chiefs sixth in passing, 19th in rushing, Ravens 21st in passing, and the number one rushing team in the land. So, Casino, you're picking the Baltimore Ravens. The last two, t the last time this team met, I did not know it was this long ago, and I do not remember this game at all. The it was September nineteenth, twenty twenty one, and the Baltimore Ravens won thirty six to thirty five. There it is. So, it sounds like a banger. But make the case, Casino, for why the Ravens. Uh, Spare America from yet another Chiefs Super Bowl and two weeks of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift content. Uh, we got the monkey off of Lamar Jackson's back. He showed up, mainly in the second half, but whatever. He showed up. He <laughs> finally took care of business. Not 
not only did he take care of okay buddy not only did he take care of business like where he barely beat a team um he he finally showed up in the playoffs and he stomped he stomped him four touchdowns like i think that was weighing on him so much was to be able to perform have a good performance and play very well in a playoff game and win it that i think this was huge for him and now they have to go th- like casey has to go through baltimore <laughs> He he won he won at home he did that, you know. So it wasn't just a playoff game. It was a playoff game uh, at home that he won. I I don't see how he could finally just breathe and now play his game. Yes, the job's not done. You still have to beat the Chiefs. You still have to win the Super Bowl. But you see it a lot when t- players or teams finally get past. We, we talk about it in hockey a lot. Um, when people are in a scoring drought and then they finally get that point, they can breathe again. They can breathe again. And then they start scoring. They start going off for the next like four or five games in a row. That's how I'm going to feel about Lamar Jackson. I think that winning that game at home is really going to boost them. And I like the Ravens against the chiefs, like that Ravens defense, if they play any, which way they did um, last game against the chiefs, like, I, I think they're going to have a hard time. I know Travis Kelsey has a really good record against the Baltimore Ravens. I know that he plays very well. And he puts up some good numbers. He averages somewhere around, it was somewhere in like the 90 yards passing, averaging uh, when he plays the Ravens. So they're going to have to figure out a way to mark him. But if you take him out of the game, yes, you have, uh, you have, uh, oh my gosh, Reese. Um, but you take your chances with that. You take the way the guy that, Rice is Reese. Did I say Reese? I was thinking Brees Hall in my head. Sorry. No, Whatever. Go on. Keep well, going. It's not as bad Rice. as you, Mika, Mika, Micah Parson. I mean, Jesus. hey, we just said all our shirts are going to be us mispronouncing words, so you're getting ahead of it. Reese. Got it. Reese for Rice. Keep going. Anyway. <laughs> that guy. Um, you know, I think you just take your chances. You let him go. Yes, you have. They have Pachenko and letting Pachenko run around and do his thing as well. But I, I truly have a hard time seeing that this Chiefs team, this Ravens team, pretty much how you're saying that it's going to be tough for their, the Lions to beat the Niners. This is how I'm seeing the Ravens with the Chiefs. Um, but again, with the Ravens and the or with the Niners and the Lions, I am just going off of all hype and momentum. Um, and yeah, I, I, I can't see any fault in the Ravens team. I see fault in the chiefs team from week to week. I don't see it with the Ravens, especially being healthy. That's why I'm, that's why I am picking the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I think when you go, uh, just like position by position, when it comes Um, to the Ravens, my son is asleep in my hands, so I'm going to go put him down. Yeah, Uh, but those were all good points, Casino. And I think, as I was just about to say, when you go position by position, when it becomes, you know, tit for tat, uh, quarterback, running back, defense, tight end, all this kind of stuff, I think these teams are very evenly matched because obviously Lamar Jackson's about to be a two-time MVP now Mahomes is on a different level but this isn't you know comparing 
to burn Casino when he's not even here. This isn't like comparing Mac Jones to Patrick Mahomes, right? You're comparing Lamar Jackson to Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is something we've never seen, but so is Lamar Jackson because he has the quickness, the burst, the speed, the running ability of a Michael Vick, but then is also a much better passer and is also with a coach and a scheme that know how to maximize what he can do. And that's why, you know, we've seen him have an amazing career that the only acolytes that are really missing are postseason success. And like Casino said, there's certain players or there's certain teams that whenever they get over the hump and whatever the hump is, you know, for example, last week, the Buffalo Bills, I think they were, they beat the Chiefs and now all of a sudden you've gotten over the hump and you can go on a roll and who knows, they probably go into Baltimore and win because like Casino was saying, they're over the one obstacle that's been stopping them from getting to the Super Bowl. When it comes to this Ravens team, the one thing stopping them from getting the Super Bowl has just been Lamar Jackson has been bad in playoff games. So last week he had a good to damn near great playoff game that finally, hopefully, because I want to see Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl, especially when it comes to being over the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, last week hopefully was the start to defeating some of the playoff demons that this team has had in the Lamar Jackson era. So now we go to this game specifically. It's in Baltimore, which again, we've only seen Patrick Mahomes have one playoff game in his career, which is nuts in itself. But it was last week. It was a good game. I would say a good Chiefs game, not a great Chiefs game. Again, they they almost you know, gave that game away with the goal line fumble. And that's not uncharacteristic for this Chiefs team. They do a lot of dumb turnovers because they have so many offensive weapons, quote unquote weapons that aren't as efficient or as deadly as Chiefs, you know, offensive weapons have been in the past with Tyreek Hill or a Travis Kelsey, who even though he's come on in the last playoff game in the last kind of quarter of the season he's still at a very quiet season and then you look at the Baltimore Ravens they have as dynamic as an, of an offense as you can have in this league with the balance of the passing the the number one rush attack in the league and then you also have the x factor which is Lamar Jackson and then the other act x factor which is a returning Andrews who at this moment this year, this period of time might be a better tight end than Kelsey just because he's younger. He's probably in his peak where Kelsey looks to be either at the precipice of coming out of his peak or maybe even on the slight decline, even though we didn't see it last week. So, yeah, I don't know. When you compare this Chiefs to Ravens team, defense is oddly similar. Quarterbacks, oddly similar just in terms of talent not in necessarily how they play and then they have tight end or tight ends where the offense is kind of filtered through them as the security blankets as the number one targets and then a bunch of I won't say question marks at wide receivers because I trust Zay Flowers on the uh 
Ravens side more than probably anybody on the Chiefs side. But I would also say Rice has shown uh, this season that he can kind of step up when Kelsey can, so or when Kelsey can't. So you have the star tight end on each team. You have the young up-and-coming wide receiver, and then you have kind of questionable wide receivers around them. I still think the Ravens wide receiver core is better, but not by much. You also have... You know, uh, the running attacks where obviously the Chiefs aren't as dynamic because Mahomes is not a running quarterback, but he doesn't really need to be. And he can be if, the you know, the opportunity calls for it to just pick up yards on a scramble. But you have a balanced attack. You have a Chiefs team. Again, you always hear, you know, analysts and players talking about Lamar Jackson, and they always say the thing of you never can prepare for what you're going to get with him because he's so dynamic as a passer and a runner and just the ability to get out in space and make plays or buy time in the pocket or run up the middle for 25 yards before you even realize he's running. Like he is, again, we've never seen him do that in the postseason until last week. So if he is finally past that hurdle, then Again, I've seen stuff in the media and I've seen people talking like, oh, the Ravens are going to blow them out. The Ravens are going to blow them out. The Chiefs don't get blown out. They just don't. They're too good of an organization, too good of a coaching staff, too good of a quarterback. And this year they've had the best defense they've ever had in the Mahomes-Andy Reid era. So I don't think this game is a blowout. I do think that... All signs are pointing to Baltimore winning and uh, going to the Super Bowl and, you know, Lamar Jackson finally getting his chance, blah, 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 which is what I want, right? I want a Ravens-Lions Super Bowl. We already saw that matchup earlier in the season, but we've seen a combination of all these teams play each other, right? The Ravens destroyed both the 49ers and the Lions. The Lions beat the Chiefs opening night. We've seen Chiefs 49ers before. Maybe not, I don't believe they played this year, but we've seen it in a Super Bowl, which I always hate when it's like Super Bowl rematches just because I like fresh teams in the playoffs and, you know, in the Super Bowl. But Yeah, I don't want to see a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. I think Chiefs-Lions would be interesting only because first game of the season, last game of the season. So like George Lucas would say, it's poetry. It rhymes. But then you have Ravens 49ers we've already seen. Uh, I don't want to see that matchup again. Uh, Not even because the first game was just such a blowout. I just don't think there's... I don't know, any kind of meat on that bone because I'm not rooting for the 49ers in any of these scenarios. So a 49ers revenge game against the Ravens, I feel like isn't compelling enough where it would be, you know, the Ravens. Oh, can Lamar Jackson win his first Super Bowl? Oh, the Lions are are here for the first time ever, right? I think those two are much more compelling. I'll even take a Chiefs. Oh, can... They go back to back. Is Andy Reid going to retire after this? Now, again, I could do without the Taylor Swift stuff, but that's every football fan. So that's also one of the main reasons why I don't want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Not because I don't even, again, 
I don't even give a shit about Taylor Swift. I don't listen to her music. I'm not one of those weirdos online that is just constantly commenting about how much I hate her. She's just a thing, an entity, a person I just never think about. Why would so just constantly being bombarded with that for two weeks in the lead up to a Super Bowl and then the 50 cuts to her in the Super Bowl is just, again, a minor annoyance that is can be easily avoided if the Chiefs lose here. So for all those intensive purposes, Casino is picking the Ravens. I am picking the Chiefs because we don't live in a fair world. We don't live in a just society. We don't live where nice things happen to us, especially in football. I'm saying this as an Eagles fan, right? So uh, that's also why I thought Casino would be back here, but we'll just go ahead and segue into the next game, which is the game after, which I also think is weird that Lions 49ers isn't first compared to the defending Super Bowl champs trying to go back to the Super Bowl be in the second game. That just feels, I don't know. I would just switch those if I was programming TV. I don't know why. But maybe Detroit, I think Detroit Rams was one of the highest rated playoff games ever, right? So maybe that's why. A lot of people on this Lions bandwagon, and I can't blame them because I'm one of them as well. Uh, The Detroit Lions, 12-5, and heading to uh san francisco to play the 12 and 5 49ers let's go through the stats real quick lions third in total offense 19th in total defense second in passing fifth in rushing the 49ers second in total offense eighth in defense fourth in passing and third in rushing the last time these two played was also in 2021 the 49ers won 41 to 33 so yeah Again, I think too much has been made about Brock Purdy, even though I think if you like Brock Purdy, if you hate Brock Purdy, you can look at last game and you can look at the last playoff game and make your case for why Purdy's good, why he's bad, why he's overrated, why he's underrated, right? Because he didn't have necessarily a good, I would even... He didn't have a great game. He barely had a good game last week. And again, conditions were not ideal. Debo Samuel is out for most of the game. Blah, 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 blah. That's always been the Trent Williams also out. So that's always been the the crux to the argument against Purdy, right? Which is just when he doesn't have everything right, he struggles. Now, the other debate against Purdy was, well, he's never been in a situation where he has to win a game, you know, on a game-winning drive. So when that comes, he's going to stumble and we're going to see the flaw that is Brock Purdy and why everybody's right about him, blah, 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 blah. So last week, both those things happened, right? He had a rough game when some of the pieces in that well-oiled machine were out. So Purdy struggled, but then at the end of the game, he did a... What is it? He did a game-winning drive to win the game, right? So then you can't give him props without giving him credit. Or I'm sorry, you can't give him props, but then also discredit him when he did one of the things that 
the collective football media has been saying we've never seen him do it. And when he does it, he's going to fall in his face. Well, he had a bad game and then he let him down to win the game. Right. So it's like, you can, that's why I said it was the perfect Brock uh, Purdy discourse game because you can have as many things to bemoan him as you can to praise him. So going into this game, the interesting thing is if this was in Detroit and it was inside and it was in a dome and there was no, you know, worries about like last week where it seemed like the rain was really getting too Purdy and that whole 49ers offense. Well, now if it was in Detroit, that wouldn't be an issue, right? Because they're in a dome. But because it's in San Francisco, I mean, we're on the West Coast. It's been muggy. It's been raining the past couple days. And I'm assuming... Well, me and Casino both are in Vegas. So you go to Northern California, it's going to be way uh, bigger chance that it's also muggy and rainy there if it's muggy and rainy here, right? So, and again, I'm not a weatherman. That's just me assuming. And I could look it up right now, but why would I do that? You know what? I will while I talk. But when it comes to all these things, I've said it on the last podcast and I'll elaborate on it now. I just think that this 49ers team is built uh, to just perfectly go against this San Francisco, or I'm sorry, Detroit Lions team and Casino, welcome back. <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know if you briefed them on why my long absence i did not yeah my kid my kids shit on me uh for all those <laughs> that don't know what a blowout is all those non-parents that's what happens um as i was taking him to his bedroom because he was asleep in my arms he got really relaxed apparently and it was just <clears throat> and i felt something wet and cold on my shirt and i looked down and well he needed to be changed i need to be changed now <laughs> yeah. asleep are you wearing the Lady in the Tramp shirt? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. was a perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, uh, uh, so what were you saying? <laughs> obviously, you're going but, Chiefs. Why, uh, did, you, uh, did you get into why Chiefs? Uh, yes, for that whole time you were okay. gone. So if you want to hear that, go ahead yeah. and uh, subscribe to the Sports hear Podcast, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. But bullshit. now, Casino... Uh, I was going into what the weather was going to be like in San Francisco. Apparently this weekend, it won't be rainy until Thursday next week. So Sunday, it's supposed to be be slightly cloudy and and sunny. It's going to be beautiful. The weather is going to be nice. Everything I've looked at. Yeah. So it's going to, or I'm sorry, it's not going to rain till Wednesday. So weather shouldn't be a factor, which we saw Purdy struggle with last week. Uh, I was making the case that the for the Chiefs-Ravens, they're oddly similar teams in the way that they're constructed. I think you can say the same thing for Detroit and the 49ers, except I think the debate is more, you can make more of a case for who's better, Purdy or Golf. Who would you take, just neutral field, same Goff. team? I think I would too, but... Goff. He's got, and it, and this comes down to solely experience. Um, Purdy's played really good as a rookie, um, but I would go with Goff all day. He's shown that he can make the Super Bowl. He's been there before. You know, he lost to the Patriots. 
You know, that's that's not and a Bill Belichick defense. Um, remember, that was one of the lowest scoring Super Bowl games ever. Everybody hated that game. Um, I hated it. Yeah. But, you know, that's golf going up against Belichick defense. You know, that was at its peak. So, um, yeah, no, it was really, really good. And that game, honestly. So just quick side note, that game could have definitely gone the other way if uh, um, uh, Jason McCourty didn't make that run from nowhere with, I think it was Cook standing in the middle of the end zone, just like, hey, give me the ball. Um, that game could have been wildly different. So, I mean, Goff is great. I really, really like him. Um, that, yeah, I would have to go Goff over Purdy. Yeah, I I would agree. I think it's um, I think it's along the same lines of debate you can make for Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson for different reasons, right? Because with Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes, they're not similar in the way they play, but you can say, oh, well, you get the added X factor of how Lamar Jackson is able to run. But then when it comes to Purdy Goff, they are oddly similar in the way they play. Like they're almost kind of mere images of each other. And I just think, again, I think the Super Bowl America wants, even though we saw this game earlier in the season and it was a blowout, uh, is the Ravens Lions, right? I think that's what America wants. But also Ravens 49ers was also a blowout. And then Chiefs 49ers, I was saying how I hate rematches in Super Bowls. So I feel like Ravens, or I feel like 49ers uh, Chiefs is a game we've already seen. And I don't remember that Super that Super Bowl to me wasn't a good Super Bowl, right? right? It was kind of, I think it was unmemorable, maybe only memorable because it was Andy Reid winning his first Super Bowl and the 10-point comeback and the Garoppolo miss that would have uh, won the 49ers the game. So, yeah, I just think none of these matchups really intrigue me, except I I think Lions Chiefs would be interesting no. because it's first game of the season and last game of the season. And I kind of no, like that fair. symmetry. And then you also have the dynasty versus the team that's never been there. And I, so, you know what? I think if that, that would match up very well for the Lions, I, I would take the Lions over the Chiefs. I like that matchup setup. Yeah. If it was Lions, if it was Lions Ravens, who would you be leaning towards? Uh, Ravens would win that game, but I'd be cheering for the Lions. But that's what I want to see, obviously. Um, but not just because I hate the other two teams, but I want to see the Lions get to the Super Bowl. Like I just like all my Lions friends. I just I met with one on Wednesday. Like I want him to experience like all of the the media week and everything leading up to it. You know, and all that shit. Like that's. You know, that's that's an experience among itself. And it, if it was here, oh, man, like, you know, well, I mean, it is here. But if, you know, the Lions coming here for the Super Bowl, I mean, he's going to have to take off an entire week and a half of work. I guarantee <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but that would be awesome for him to be able to go down and experience that with other Lions fans. So I want that even for even if they get blown out by the Ravens in the Super Bowl, because I'd be happy for Lamar Jackson. I want to see that because I want to see especially here in Vegas, my friends who are Lions fans experience a Super Bowl like gathering with other Lions diehards. That would be really special and, and memorable, even if they lose. 
Um, yeah, even if they lose. And but that's what that's what I want. I I don't want Chiefs fans here in Vegas. I don't want Niners fans here in Vegas. We already have the shit of the other fans. I won't go into any more of that um, <laughs> that are here in Vegas. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I I agree. Sorry. You know I hate California teams. No, no, I agree. And I know a lot of, I actually work with a lot of 49ers fans and boy, let me tell you when they are good, uh, they are some of the most obnoxious people I've ever met <laughs> on the face of the planet. Uh, uh, but I mean, they're good guys. And, and but so the second quick, it starts being talked about, Oh, right. Lord. And quick note though, you were talking about the weather. Um, it is supposed to be in Baltimore rainy. I think that favors Lamar Jackson. Um, I because I mean, Mahomes can run, but he only can get a, he can only run when there's a hold. So I think <laughs> uh, I think Lamar Jackson can outrun him if it comes down to some quarterback sneak plays. Um, so I just throw that out there. <laughs> nice dig at the Chiefs there, Casino. Thanks. Uh, the only thing good about the Chiefs right now is Jason Kelsey excited for his brother, which that was I would I love what. I don't know if you guys saw it, but check it out. Jason Kelsey in, and I love that he has no shame. He's doing shirtless, just bare chested, grizzly, hairy, just ah, going crazy at the Chiefs game. And he's doing it in the booth uh, with Taylor Swift, like, and his wife, like, obviously his wife finds it funny. There's a really good picture of him, like, going, ah, and his wife in the background, just like smiling. She's like, yeah, that's, that's my man. But it's funny that it's like, the world icon Taylor Swift is in that in that um, suite with him, and he just does not give a fuck. And he's just like, ah, hey, Taylor Swift, here's my nipples. Ah. I love it. I love every second of it. It's fantastic. Uh, also, that Sorry. was uh, that was uh, the uh, uh, picture I used for our last podcast thumbnail. Was that nice. picture with our heads on two of the people? sitting in front of him when he's roaring roaring (sighs) shirtless i mean i I knew that because i i I watch our podcast (laughs) yeah well you're gonna have to uh re-listen to it uh to hear my hot hot uh chiefs ravens take but anyway put a bow on this discussion casino yeah you want the lions to win i want the lions to win obviously we know for the 49ers to win they just have to do what they've done all season give the ball to McCaffrey. Yeah, get the ball to McCaffrey, uh, get the ball to Debo, get the ball to Kittle, have Purdy make no mistakes or at least minimum mistakes and not, yeah. you know, I mean, soul-crushing I, uh, interceptions. I I, do you agree with this line? So the line for the Baltimore KC uh, currently is three and a half. I saw it at four or four and a half the other day. Um, I get that one, sure. Um, it's, you know, it's the Super Bowl ch- defending champions against the Ravens who still need to continue to prove themselves, but I think they're doing a good job at that. Um, but what do you think of the minus seven for San Fran against Detroit? Do you think that's like really a little too much? I mean, the lions they're showing, they have the same record. They're showing that they can, they can put it to teams, man. Yeah. Regardless of the, regardless of matching up well against the lions. Do you think minus seven in a conference championship game is a little much? I think both those lines, because yeah, like when, like uh, you were just talking about, early, like when the lines first came out, I believe the line for that Ravens Chiefs game was like four and a half, mm-hmm. and I think it did get 
I think it got uh, bet down to three, three and a half, whatever you said it is now. It's three and a half now. Three and a half. So they always say with the home team, you give them two points, right? And then so really it's a one and a half point game, which I think is probably fits for what we've seen from the Ravens, especially when they played their best games all year against the best teams, yeah. right? As we saw what they did. And you've always get good games with Mahomes, Lamar. Like those games have been notoriously very fun. Yeah. So I'm fine with that line, but for the Lions 49ers game, especially from what we've seen from the 49ers from the past month, including that 49ers game or including, I'm sorry, that Lions game, what on earth makes uh like Vegas or whoever did the bet and lines for this game, what on what planet do you think that the 49ers are a touchdown favorite against this Lions team? Who this Lions team played, in my opinion, a better playoff game that we saw against the Rams. And then oh, it's so good. Uh, the Bucks. Um, the Bucks played two much better games than the 49ers played against a worse Packers team that basically, if it wasn't for a dumb interception, they probably either go to OT in that game or lose that game uh, late. So again, yeah. I don't know what they were watching. See, that, that's that what I was talking about last week. And I, and again, I take, I like your take why San Fran over lions, but I'm going the opposite way again. Packers almost put it to the Niners in San Fran. And I would have taken the Lions over the Packers. And so I, I, that game showed me, and that's what the rookie quarterback, just imagine what Goff can do. You know, just imagine what, because like, yeah, it was earlier in the season, but the Lions, 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 the Lions did play the Packers and they beat them handedly 34 20. So, I mean, and they did lose to him later on because uh, they are in division. They lost to him 22-29. Um, but that was when the Packers were picking up steam. Um, but I, I really like I, – I don't know. I just have a trouble going against the Lions against this Niners team, regardless of knowing your take on it and agreeing with your take on it. I don't know. I'm in a weird boat there. But um, I just – I like the hype with the Lions. And I, I'm going to roll with it. Just got to roll with it. Got to roll with it. I think Goff's settled down now. I think they beat the team that they were most worried about, and they got the big game out of way out of the way, which was win that wild card game against the Rams. That was the hugest win for them. You win that, and like, yes, the Bucks still put up twenty three, but I felt like the Lions pretty much controlled that game. Um, I yeah. think everything on the top, every, it makes the team scary when everything from here on out is gravy for him, it's all gravy. It, you know, it's, it's whatever kind of gravy you want. It's on top, man. It's, <laughs> it's that good shit. Um, and I also will also to the Niners still have what... the Niners still have to prove stuff, dude. They still yeah. have to prove the, they, they are in the position where they have to win. The Lions don't have to win. They've already, they've already had a very successful fucking season, an extremely successful season that nobody expected it to be this this good i did but you know that's whatever um <laughs> but not everybody um they expected the niners to walk into this 
a lot of people expect the Niners to walk into the Super Bowl. So, uh, also the Lions right now are on a nine game win streak. So they've won nine in a row. Their last loss was to the Packers, but like you said, they beat them earlier in the season handily, and it's a divisional game. Uh, or I'm sorry, they would be on a nine game win streak if they didn't get screwed over in Dallas, which yeah. everybody knows. If you they won that, that game. game, they won that game. The Lions outplayed the Cowboys the entire game and then were robbed on that final thing. Now, when it comes to the 49ers, they obviously lost the last week of the season to the Rams, but they were sitting everybody, Mm -hmm. didn't matter. They played uh, a a rough game against the same Packers that the Lions beat and then lost to. And then they got blown out by the Ravens. They played so-so against a commander's team that had given up. So again, for from what we've seen from this Lions team, which is completely outplayed the Cowboys and got screwed on a wonky finish, they uh, won against the Vikings by 10. They beat them again by six. They blew out the Broncos by 28 points. They uh, lost to the Bears. Oh, I did forget they lost to the Bears. And then uh, they beat the Saints, beat the Packers, beat the Bears again, uh, won in a shootout against the Chargers. Like, again, I've seen outside of division, I've seen the Lions play really great games. Yeah. In the past month. That's that's my the month on. Like, that's my point, man. That's my point. From the 49ers, we've seen them play bad against the Packers. Their same guys who get injured every year have gotten a little banged up at, towards the end of the year. No, no fault to them, but again, it's expected. And then we saw them get blown out by the Ravens in Brock Purdy's don't, worst. Don't change, like your, don't change your vote here. Don't change your pick. No, I'm still picking Chiefs 49ers, but I do disagree with the line being seven because I don't know what you've seen from the 49ers this season that you also haven't seen from the Lions, right? Both of them got blown out by Baltimore. Both of them have blown out other people. Both of them have had a last month where it's been real hit or miss. And then, but from recency bias, I've seen the Lions play better games in the playoffs than I've seen the 49ers play. Now I know it's one to two, but pick any of those one games for the lions, compare it to the 49ers Packers game. And the lions have played better in the playoffs. Again, so they, after winning that first one, that second one was just gravy for them, man. Like they're just, they're yeah. happy where they are. Lose that Niners game and, hold their head up high. So yeah, uh, that so, make that makes teams scary. Those, that makes teams scary when people are like, ah, you know, they're not going to do it. Like me, 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 me. Like I always like to go to hockey references. Look at the Knights that first season. You know, I expected them to be a borderline playoff team. Um, a lot of people didn't have them making the playoffs, but once they got to that certain, certain point in the season, where they almost won the Stanley Cup. Like, that run that they had, they had nothing to lose at that point. They had nothing to lose. Like, they had already outperformed, making the playoffs that they had already outperformed what everybody expected them to do. And that just fueled them even more. That's how I see this Lions team going. Like, everybody, like, not everybody, people knew they were going to be a good team. 
but everybody still had the Niners, everybody still had the Eagles, and everybody had the Cowboys going before the Lions. So they've already yep. succeeded. They've already succeeded. They've already succeeded. So in my mind, that this is this is just great for them. I think that momentum is what beats the Niners. Could be wrong. We could be talking about uh, this on Monday, and you could be laughing at me, but whatever. You so you know uh, how this I will works, not be right? Laughing, I'll be crying. You're one yeah. game up. You're one game I will on top. Be crying. Of me. This this weekend, yeah. either you're gonna be three up on me and you win, or we could tie. So that means if I come out of this weekend with both right and you don't, you know, then you'd have to win to that who last. Picks the Super Bowl right. No, I would still yeah. be up one. You would have to tie me, but I would say we make a side bet to to even that okay. out just in case there is a tie in the Super Bowl. Uh, we can debate that, Casino, uh, when the time comes. But hopefully I am not right and you just went out right because a Ravens-Lions Super Bowl is what I'm rooting for. I will be rooting wholeheartedly against a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but I just think we can't have nice yeah. things, and that's why those two teams win, and we get two weeks of Taylor Swift and Brock Purdy talk, which will be well, just great. Uh, but that's weird. the final note on that casino. Yes. You're picking but... Ravens Lions to win. I'm picking Chiefs 49ers. Let's touch on the coaches in the NFL before we get out of here. Uh, because I am running out of time. Yeah, let's talk quickly about the, Ra- the Ravens' brother. Let's talk about John Harbaugh's brother, Mr. Jimmy Jim, Jim Jim Harbaugh. He is taking that Chargers job. He said, fuck you, Michigan. I won the title. I am out. I came. I did what I was supposed to do, what you guys hired me to do. I'm leaving on the high note. I love this move. Um, do you think the Chargers are a good for- fit for him? Because that is where he is going to coach. That is where he accepted the job. And... Yeah, man. Do you think that he can uh, do it with the Chargers? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a probably the best possible landing spot for him because, again, the Chargers, the one thing John Harbaugh has always struggled with is having an elite quarterback. And now I think the Justin Herbert uh, blowjob fest is overblown because I think he's overrated, but I do think that I in think terms of do with all coaching the spots, and management. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm saying of all the spots that were open, the Chargers were the only one where they had a elite quarterback or a quarterback who can be elite, right? Compared to Titans or Falcons or Seahawks or any of the other Raiders, any of the other job openings. So of all the available jobs uh, that had openings at head coach, if you're John Harbaugh uh, or no, Jim Harbaugh, sorry. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you're looking at the landscape and saying, I've struggled with quarterbacks in the past, right? He had one season where Kaepernick was good and they went to the Super Bowl. So he's saying, I can fix this defense up. I just need to go to a place where they have a quarterback and build around him. So all the spots, you go to the Chargers, you shore up that defense. Now you're in a tough division because obviously the Chiefs are there and the Chiefs are just going to win that division every year. It seems like, but 
if you can get over the hurdle of the Chiefs, I mean, I don't know how you look at the resume, the coaching resume of Jim Harbaugh and not say, uh, let's just pencil the Chargers in as a Super Bowl contender two seasons from now. Like, I just, that's just what he does. He goes in there, he turns them around, and he makes average to below average teams Super Bowl or uh, college football championship caliber teams in a, once his system is implemented. Takes mm. two to three years, and then the Chargers are going to be a superpower. I mean, a, a you know, a super team in two or three years. And if they're not, then the Chargers are more cursed than we thought they were, Casino. Because if even Jim Harbaugh can't turn them around, right? I don't know. I don't know what else you can do. I mean, also credit to the Chargers. Send them back to San Diego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> credit to the Chargers for, for once making a good, good head choice. coach. Yeah, well, they got everybody out. So, so that yeah. one's that one. I think he's going to do well. Uh, so speaking of a L.A. team... We're going to go there. Um, the, the Rams defensive coordinator, uh, Raheem Morris, accepted the Falcons head coaching job, which is a really cool thing because he used to be a former Falcons um, uh, assistant coach, and he was their interim head coach for a minute. Um, so he's going back to Atlanta to be the head coach. I'm very excited for him. Um, I'm, I'm excited that he's getting a shot to do what he – unfinished business of being the interim head coach there, and he's getting a shot to be the full-time coach. and and go from there, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but I think the bigger story that will sadly overshadow this Mm -hmm. is the Falcons choosing an unknown at head coach, right? It's, uh, I agree with everything you said. I won't say it's a good or bad hire. I'll say it's an interesting hire, but we've seen, uh, coordinators, uh, on the offensive and defensive side who are great coordinators and for whatever reasons that doesn't translate to right. head coach. But a right? lot of a lot of head coaches now used to be coordinators, so you can't really use that debate. Well, no, I'm I'm saying, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not it's not good or bad in my eyes. It's a ah. wait and see because I don't Fair know enough. what he'll be as a head coach. But no, but I'm just I'm just excited that he's him. getting his shot to go back to Atlanta yeah. to have unfinished business. But the bigger story no, out of this too. is Bel- I think where you're leading to is Belichick is not going there. Yes. And what as a lifelong Patriots fan, what do you think that says to the legacy of Bill Belichick that literally the Atlanta Falcons, a team that lost 28 to three in their most important game in their franchise history, won't hire the coach who did that to him, who is widely regarded as the best coach in NFL history. So no I think well, you, you touched on this last week. I think the reason is, is he still has the contract with the Patriots. There, there looks like there would need to be like a trade in Sue and get something for Belichick. I mean, it's weird. It's a weird concept there, but I think that's the thing. I also think people don't want him to come in and, do the Belichick way with their team. I think that's the, I think that's also another big issue. I think the style of play that Belichick is used to is gone. It's not that big flashy football that is nowadays. So I just think teams are having a hard time picking them. Yeah. 
I think also, and that's a great point, I think that that is a point that is being left out of a lot of the discussion because, like you said, it's way too heavily focused, much like the the Lamar Jackson thing was uh, way too heavily skewed on the, why does nobody want Bill Belichick? Well, because he's been nothing without Tom Brady and blah, 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 with the Lamar Jackson thing where it was like, why does nobody want to pay him this kind of money? And like, why is no teams offering anything? Blah, blah, blah. And in both of those stories, the context of, yeah, you also need to trade away a bunch of your assets to acquire this person. Can't do it. Being left out of the discussion. Yeah. Because with Belichick, if you're the Falcons or these young teams who are trying to rebuild, why do you want to give away potentially your best players, potentially mm-hmm. your draft picks to get a, a head coach who is up there in age and could retire after this season, after next season, the second he breaks the record? Like, you don't know. You don't know how many years this guy has left because even somebody like Andy Reed, who is comparable in terms of accomplishment and age, there's always rumors every year of like, this could be his last year. He could be heading out. There's rumors that if he wins the Super Bowl this year, he's stepping away. So you get a guy who, again, with the Falcons, I think they looked more at the Texans where they have D'Amico Ryans, a young upstart offensive court or defensive coordinator, former player. And they saw the success where build with youth around a youthful Mm -hmm. guy got the Texans. And then the Falcons look like, Oh, Hey, let's hire a young defensive coordinator who used to be a player. He can be a player's coach and we'll just build around that and keep all our draft picks. Right. So I know that you got to get on out of here, right? Yeah. Uh, Besides that, uh, the last, last the last, so I, I I think I could cover it here. The last thing, there's two coaches left available that are worth a damn. Rabel, still on the market. Belichick, still on the market. You have the Seahawks and the Commanders looking for jobs or looking for openings. That's the question. Do do those two guys go to one of those spots and go from there? Which, Well, I also think uh, those two not making a move. It's also been reported that Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, is also potentially up for one of those jobs. And then yeah. obviously they can poach coaches from. I know there's talk of the defensive coordinator for the Ravens and also. Andy Reid possibly retiring and maybe somebody taking that job. Yeah. Or Belichick. So I think nothing else is going to happen until after the season. And yes. then we'll find out where the final coaches land and the final teams have. So uh, I yeah. think with that, we are good. I know you got to get on out of here. And I, yeah. real, as, I, I also, down, as I look down, I realize the shit is also um, on my pants. So uh, it's dry. What a great way to end the podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, I also think there's a sneaky rumor that Mike Vrabel might take over for Andy Reid's Chiefs if he steps down. So right, I but also why you. why wouldn't you put Belichick in there with another goat of a quarterback? You know, in his, and a great defense in his yeah. young years, like <laughs> yeah, like, dude, uh, Belichick could just walk into another dynasty and just call it a day. <laughs> uh, but. I agree with you. I don't think there's any – those two positions are filled till at least after this weekend because who knows if the Ravens or Lions even make it 
to the Super Bowl. The I hope they do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but all right. This has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. We'll see you next week to talk about what happens in those two games. And uh, maybe get to basketball and hockey. I don't know. We keep saying it. I also it. We think never it would be funny it. if we just keep saying. And we'll <laughs> talk about NBA and NHL and then just never get to it. But, yeah, we'll also try to talk about other stuff. But, uh, you know, when you have to talk about the Montgomery Biscuits, that takes priority over NBA or NHL or any other sports. <laughs> but, but this has been the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Adios. Bye.